0: My cat Rachel is the silliest cat I know. One time, she played inside a paper bag for three hours. What a mystery. But I'm glad her health isn't. Thanks to the color-changing litter from Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter. This premium color-changing litter has pH-activated crystals that can
1: help me detect potential illness early.
0: That makes it easy for me to stay on top of her health and well-being.
2: I may not understand all of Rachel's silly quirks,
1: but I can keep up with the important things.
0: Find Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company.
1: I'm no. saying Tyson Bajan's a great quarterback? I'm saying he's 1-0. Oh. Okay. Go bet the Bears plus possible. Uh, quarterback half. wins, are you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: You got to yeah. give it to him. He's 1-0. He's 1-0. Oh. Sorry, T-Bag. His average depth of target against the Raiders was two yards. <laughs> he took <laughs> the defense just, I him. thought it was an, an error on the screen. No, it was two yards. It's
3: not
1: great. McLaurin um, is matching. There's a in joke match in there
3: somewhere. I'm just trying to think between t and average depth of the target. I'm just, I'm, I'm working. Like, I'm yeah, keep it going. Yeah. yeah, we'll <laughs> talk about
1: Terry McLaurin and he can work
4: out the joke. It all works out for everybody.
2: Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's.
1: Happy Friday, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside a very excited Matthew Berry, well, Jake everyone. Roucher.
3: Yeah. Ah. It's not enough just to say welcome. I think you got to do it. Like you an open, open hug? Welcome, yeah, exactly. There so we spread go. Spread your arms and be like, yeah, come on in. The water's fine. Yeah.
1: Will you be as welcoming when Denny Carter
3: joins us? No. I hope so. I didn't think so. <laughs> no, I will not be.
0: Do you think Chris Godwin should have turned around and spread <laughs> yes. his arms towards the football a little little bit. Somebody. A little bit. What the hell Anyone? was that? Like, not it was one there.
3: person turned around. Like, they're all like, okay, Hail Mary. Like Someone else will catch it, Matthew. Right. Well, they were like, like Mike Evans wasn't looking around. Like, all of them was just sort of like, all right, we know this play ain't happening. And I'm like, it felt that way. It really did feel like they were just like they were just running a here wind it is. sprint. Here's the play right here. <laughs> Baker's running around. He's running around up. Oh, he steps up in the pocket. He chucks it deep. He chucks it deep. Everyone's gathered around. <laughs> they're out. Oh, hey.
0: What's Trey Palmer doing? Never as well? Trey Palmer gets left off in this Anyone? <laughs> well.
3: It just goes right that. to the ground.
1: How often do you see a Mike Hail Mary Evans hit the more ground? concerned with the
3: guys on the ground like than? <laughs> Yeah, like, God, what are you doing? I don't understand this Like, Kate that. Otten, like, make a move or something. What's going on there? <laughs> I don't even know what, like, Trey Palmer's... All, it's
0: you know what? It w- there w- would have been worse losses in NFL history because whatever, it's a regular season yeah. weekend. That would have been the most... Thursday night. It would have been the most unnecessary did, loss in the, the history of the drive. NFL.
3: If the Bills... Right, if Chris Godwin turns around and catches that. I think
0: DraftKings turned the money line market off when it was twenty-four <laughs> because the game's over at this right. point, And then all of a sudden... Chris Godwin turns around and the game's over and the I, Bills' season's over.
3: I mean, it's just yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was not good. It, <laughs> was, was, it was the whole thing was ugly. the whole The whole thing was was uh, absolutely brutal. Luckily, luckily, no one listened to me and took the over on Mike Evans, right, on his receiving yards. God, really, we, don't, we don't. We can't confirm. I don't know. I'm <laughs> sorry about that. Well, I. By the way, he should have cashed that, by the way. Yeah. So, that was my best bet. Like, I, your bet your bet cashed. Baker Mayfield. Just. Just, whatever. Never, in, <laughs> Just. Doubt. All the never same. in doubt. It all counts Made the same. It all counts the same. Made those little
0: yards at the end.
3: Yeah, if, if you followed Jay Crouch's advice and you bet the over on Baker Mayfield's passing yards, that cashed. If you followed my advice and took Mike Evans over on the receiving yards, that did not cash, although it should have. Like he was wide open down the str- on the seam yeah. on the first route as well he caught that ball that you know, got called back due to due to holding as well like it was a weird game plan for Mike Evans as well i I will say this at least I cashed the uh, the Rashad white uh, over on the receiving that part was right he was on the Loveless as well
0: looked so explosive. You're welcome, there you all there. Rashad White. Go. Uh, we long talked about Baker Mayfield being good enough to provide value to his receivers that might be starting to turn Connor he did not look good last night he's doing the Sam Howe thing of it's like Okay, you watch a quarterback, and normally just the beats in your breath. like, oh, now he gets rid of the ball, but he just doesn't. And then he's bouncing around. Really should have taken a safety in the end yes. zone. I don't know what he was doing on that play. Uh, but I know he was uh, came in with injury
1: concerns, but seems like it's going south for Baker in the What's box. What's been defense? the problem of his career is holding onto the ball, yeah. drifting, not comfortable in the pocket. That's followed him everywhere in the NFL.
3: Yeah, listen, also been a issue in my career as well. I, <laughs> I drift a little bit <laughs> oh, too yeah. much. Oh, I hold yeah. onto the ball a little too long. <laughs> Every now and then. I um, uh, can't get on my uh, own way in the pocket. But – uh, look, on the road at Buffalo in a short week is tough for anyone. Like in, in fairness, and to your point, Jay, like this is this was a must-win for the Bills, for the Bucks as well. But the the Bucks don't have the same kind of season-long aspirations that the Bills do. This was a must because I don't want to say their season's over, but given how well Miami is looking not last week, notwithstanding. The fact the Bills needed to keep pace here. Yeah. This is a game you can't lose if you're Buffalo.
0: And for the Bucks, you're never out of it in the NFC South. No, you're never out of it. They no, can go no, no, no. three and they seven. Can lose, and they, they can, can still lose six more games.
3: Division. They still yeah. got a shot at winning the no, division. They always have a chance in the, in the <laughs> NFC South. Um, all right, let's let's break this bad boy down.
1: <laughs> all right, let's continue our Roto World <laughs> Player news. Obviously, the Bills hold on a if last second gasp, but they hold on. Josh Allen, big night, thirty one of 40, 324 yards. Two touchdowns. He throws the pick, but also more importantly, guys, he has the seven carries for 41 yards and additional touchdown. Uh, my best bet that did hit was this was set at 21 yards. He almost yeah. doubles it. Yeah. So Josh that Allen cashed had a, early for you. Good yeah, job, I needed Connor. needed one of them. The Bills total did not uh, came in at 24 instead of, didn't make it to 27. But big night for the Bills offense, especially for Josh Allen. Is yeah, that a, he,
0: a little bit of a concern that Josh Allen seems to be uh, renting the blue medical, medical tent and just in there that's every week. Style now. of play. And he's not high-fiving guys up high. He's doing it down low because he can't lift his shoulder. Uh. But then seems to be throwing okay. I mean, it wasn't explosive downfield stuff. He really gave the value with the rushing. And look, the stat line is fine in the end. Interception was kind of a fluky play. Like, he's going to be a locked-in fantasy top-five quarterback. But some concerns that... You know, he's just constantly banged up, Josh Allen. It's a little bit tough, but I don't know that there's a massive
3: fantasy takeaway because as long as he's out there, you're starting him. He's very good, hashtag analysis here. He finishes with, you know, over 29 fantasy points. And if there's a positive here to your point, Jay, it's the fact that now he's done, right? I mean, he's got the mini bye. He's got 10 weeks until we see him next Sunday night on Sunday Night Football at Cincinnati right here on NBC and Peacock. I'm a company man. That's actually going to be a good game. Josh (laughs) Allen versus Joe Burrow. You know what that is? That is the battle of Fantasy Life investors is what that is because Joe Burrow's on my cap table and Josh Allen is on my cap table. Both of them have personally invested in FantasyLife.com and the Fantasy Life newsletter. So I'm going to have to be like Donna Kelsey. I'm going to have to wear like the half jersey there, you know, half Buffalo, half Burrow. Never and, and happened like, and, and but well and I've also got Jamar Chase is also by the way an investor is that in that fantasy life. To the Bengals, then? Yeah. Maybe like, 75, like maybe 25 like, jersey? something like yeah. that. Yeah. I might have to do that, or maybe like, yeah, maybe like uh, the sleeves or Bengals. I don't know. It's a tough one. Do you
0: think that NBC should market the game as you introduce yes. this is actually a good yes. game? Hey guys, uh, Bears charges last week, but this week actually <laughs> the game,
3: the battle, of the <laughs> fantasy life investor. By the way, you know who else is on the cap table? Who's on the investor table? Who's Austin Eckler. So yeah, he'll be okay. on Sunday Night Football no, this week against <laughs> the Bears at home. I think Eckler has a huge game as well. But I'm all in on number 30, obviously. I don't have anyone one of the Bears on my cap table. So, you
1: know, go Chargers, go. Okay. You could pitch to uh, NBC for the Sunday Night Football promo featuring fantasy life <laughs> like investor Monsters. Austin yes. Eckler in a very good I, game. I think they'll be very
3: open to that. Yep. It'll be very excited. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, Yeah. When they do the lineups, instead of showing PFF grade, it'll just be fantasy
1: life investing, yes or no.
3: Yeah, just the percentage of the company they own, (laughs) just where they are on the cap table. Yeah, that'd be great.
1: The bigger story with the Bills pass game (laughs) is that Gabe Davis has the bigger night because of the touchdown. He gets 12 targets, so does Stephon Diggs. Really, their receiving wasn't that much different, but Gabe gets the touchdown, so a bigger night for him. A couple of things here. First off, I
3: think... We talked about this on the, on the call, but they have been trending. First off, we expect them to play more 11 personnel in this one just because Dalton Kincaid was their only tight end, right? No Quentin Morris, no no Dawson Knox, exactly. But feels like, Connor, they've been trending this way for a while,
1: right? Absolutely. This is, and this has been happening for the last couple weeks now when you follow the Bills personnel packages. Their third straight game with at least 69% of the snaps being in 11 personnel. The previous five games, they've been below 56%. You look at the last two weeks basically without Dawson Knox. They ran 11 personnel 75% of the time just against the Bucks. So this is who the Bills are becoming. This is what they want to be. This was the, really the plan, I think, when they originally drafted Dalton Kincaid, getting him up to speed. But having those three wide receivers on the field, having Dalton Kincaid on the field, this brings out a better Bills passing attack and is better news if you are rostering Bills players in fantasy.
0: Yeah, and it feels like they should have done this previously yeah. because guys like Shakira is just better than Dawson Knox. And I think that this is their optimal state. Uh, and, look, I think the other thing, too, is that they're just – Treating, Justin, treating Stephon Diggs like he was Justin Jefferson in the offense just wasn't working, I think, and just having a bit more of an egalitarian offense I think will benefit them and clearly benefited Gabe Davis last night in particular.
3: First off, uh, you using the word egalitarian on the show <laughs> cashes at plus 800. Yeah. No one thought you were going to put that it's in there. So word. Nice job. Know, it's a strong It's a very strong right? word, and you pronounced it correctly, so kudos <laughs> to you. But I think, to me, the most exciting thing is, you're right, so they've been trending this way, and I think if you listen to the post-game press conference comments from Josh Allen, he talked about the fact that, like, he liked paying at a – that it was a short week and he liked playing at a um, faster pace of play as well. Um, and, and they talked about – he talked about after the game uh, getting other guys involved, you know, not just Gabe Davis, but also Dalton Kincaid. Let's take a listen.
4: Um, obviously hasn't been too involved with our offense in, in the last few weeks. Um, but to get him going, again, helps take the – the attention off of 14. And, and once you get the attention off 14, that's when you can throw to him. So um, getting the guys involved, it was, it's a great feeling.
3: So, yeah, definitely a, a great feeling to get all the guys involved. So let's talk about, you know, again, Stefan Diggs is always going to be the guy. 14 is who he's referencing, by the way. Stefan Diggs is number 14, for those of you who didn't put that together. Um, but what's exciting to me is if you take the touchdown away from Gabe Davis, he's 8 for 83 last night. And so, I mean, This was the first time we saw Gabe Davis have a viable fantasy day without a touchdown. Now, he does score the touchdown, obviously, so it becomes a massive day. But prior to this game, when he doesn't score a touchdown, he's averaging 3.3 yards per carry. When he does score a touchdown, he's averaging over 18 fantasy points per game. But you're seeing it here on your screen. You're seeing just all the different ways they're getting Gabe Davis involved. Like it's a one, two-step drop, getting it out to him out in the flat, like trying to use his speed as well. Just very quickly getting it out. Here's the touchdown, obviously, as well. Nice patience by Allen in the pocket right there to find Davis in the back right corner of the end zone or left, depending on which way you're facing. Um, the, choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. But you don't even... Still six points. I'm just saying, like, the fact of the matter is, is we've always with Gabe Davis, it's just like sort of like he's touchdown dependent. You just got to start him all the time or never start him. It is the roller coaster. But this was exciting to see, like, hey... There's a path to Gabe Davis being a fantasy viable wide receiver where he's not – he doesn't need to score a touchdown but can still put up
0: points. Yep, and this is the same guy who did go eight for 201 and four touchdowns in a playoff game against the Chiefs. Like – there is still that guy who's talented in there, and I think that they do need to diversify their offense, and it seems like they took a big step going more 11 personnel last night. A diversifying,
3: it was getting Dalton Kincaid involved. A yeah. thousand percent. He was on the love list, and yeah. there was a reason tight for it. Tight six for you tight, this week? I yes, believe? he was, and uh, he's definitely a top ten guy for me. route participation in Week 8. That is a career high for him. Back-to-back games now with at least five receptions and 65 receiving yards. You heard Josh Allen after the game talking about Dalton Kincaid, the rookie, who now has an 18% target share or higher in three of his past four games. He talked about it after the game about... Dalton Kincaid
1: and just you know what it meant to get him his first touchdown as well and grabbing the touchdown ball. So we'll hear right. from we'll hear from Josh Allen uh, in just a moment on why he ran down there. It was a pretty funny moment talking about his rookie season for Dalton Kincaid, who is uh, currently on a really really hot stretch over these last two weeks. So here yeah. it is. It's SFRs,
4: right? Stupid rookies. Um, so you never know what they're going to do on their first touchdown. So I stole it from him and made sure I got it to our, our equipment manager and Scoby, and Scoby's going to put it in, in a nice spot and laminate and put something pretty on it for his first touchdown, and he'll be able to keep that one.
1: SFR, you missed you missed Go right. okay. on.
4: <laughs> you know, as much as a stupid rookie that he is, he feels like, and a lot of guys will say this, he feels like he's been in this league for a long time. He's a, he's a professional. Um, he takes it very serious. I thought he stepped up to challenge, and you know, we're going to have to get him more involved in this offense as uh, the season goes by.
3: Again, and this all, it all plays in together. Like, again, 11 personnel, him stepping up in a big way. I know you loved him coming out of the draft yeah. in terms of his catching
1: ability. And I think what Josh Allen said isn't surprising. Dalton Kincaid had a five year college career where he's one of the most productive pass catching college tight ends we've seen in a while. He's really a big wide receiver. We say that all the time. He had maybe the best hands in the draft. And I'm counting Jordan Addison and Jackson Smith right. and Jigba. So, this is how a tight end goes in the first round. When he's viewed as also a wide receiver in this league, it's no surprise that he's getting going for the second half of the season. Soon. He got a
3: big opportunity and he made the most of it, which is that's the other thing. It's like, okay, okay, rookie, you've got your shot. Let me see what you can do. And then he proved himself. And so now 17 is going to go back to him again and again. My only question here is, is Jay you heard it there on the screen he calls him an SFR stupid rookie mm. what do you think that F stands for yeah, Jay? I was
0: actually staring at the television during that one Matthew and I still can't work it out stupid do you have fun. any ideas
3: <laughs> I mean I think so I think it's I, I think it's freaking yeah stupid yeah. freaking rookie mm, that rookie? sounds right
0: yeah very good Matthew stupid
3: effing rookie <laughs> yeah stupid friendly rookie maybe he's just got a big grin on his face all the time
0: I think Josh Allen's too nice to do that <laughs> he was very uh he's a very nice man in his press conference isn't he And so I'd much yes. prefer that to uh Kirk Cousins talking about Creed uh, <laughs> yeah, step up yeah. in the the QB yeah, press yeah, conference I, department fair enough. Completely <laughs> uh, on one last thing on the 11 personnel thing Matthew while you ponder uh that I would like you guys acronym. to call
3: me uh SFC uh, Stupid effing uh, co host. I was yeah, wondering we, what the C was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I well, thought it was
1: going to go. be. Could, what, what do you think <laughs> yeah, it was going to be? Yeah. I, I don't know. What do you think well, it was yeah, going to be, Connor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nothing. I just didn't. I thought you were going to go with analyst yeah, instead. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, SFA, in stupid too. fantasy analyst. Interesting. Yeah, got SF, it. No, SFA.
3: SFA. Yep. Yeah, maybe that's it, stupid fantasy rookie. Yeah, yeah. that, could, <laughs> that be. could
0: be Not it anymore. Too. Not anymore. Right. It's Friday. This is always the line stepping show after a line stepping week. The last thing on 11 Personal.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that just occurred to me, too. Maybe uh, yeah. Good. You did it. There you, you go. Well done. Um,
0: All right, Jay. So have shot Rashad White? <laughs> <to Friday. laughs> no, 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 it's a Friday. Stupid Friday rookie. Stupid Friday rookie. Uh, <laughs> the Bills, their schedule the rest of the way is either brutal or they play the Broncos or Patriots' defenses. So here's the thing is that they're going to be throwing a ton. Last night they... Pro- Josh Allen provided fantasy value for four different pass catches. Normally, you'd say that's unsustainable. It might actually be sustainable because their schedule is completely brutal. They never, they're not a team that just runs the ball with a lead
1: in the second half. So uh, I think the guys like Shakir and Kincaid are here to stay. On the buck side of things, really the only thing here, guys, is and you probably started Rashad White if you were in this predicament. The receiving gets you a floor. With Rashad White, he catches Barry uh, seven catches for 70 yards. He led the team in receptions, targets, and receptions this season now.
3: yeah, He was on the love list for that reason. We talked about this when we were talking about best bets. Ignore my Mike Evans over-receiving yards, but concentrate on me saying that <laughs> I thought I liked the over on the Rashad White receiving, and I liked the under on the Rashad White rushing. Both of those did cash as well. He now has back-to-back games with six, at least six receptions and at least 60 receiving yards least 16 touches in six to seven games this season. A couple of things in his favor. Number one, he's a good pass-catching running back. He has, he was last year as a rookie. He has been this year as well. The offensive line is brutal. They got dominated last night. Baker Mayfield had no time to throw. And you can sit here and say, like, hey, he holds on to the ball too long. But in fairness, like, there were a lot of plays where he just didn't, like, even if you're getting ready within two seconds, like, they were on him. Like, he just didn't have any time to throw. So him running around trying to find a quick outlet. So I think... That happens there as well. The only thing to sort of note here, Chase Edmonds was active again for this game. He got three targets, like, again, like, whatever. But, like, does Edmonds start to eat into that pass-catching role of the running backs? That would be something that would give you a little bit of concern for Rashad White. But, again, to your point,
1: Connor, the receiving work does give you a floor there with number one. Let's jump into the notable injuries we're tracking throughout the week. Reminder, when we do this on Thursday, Wednesday DMPs are not significant until it carries over to Thursday. And we have a few of those. Tyler Lockett and Kenneth Walker for the Seahawks did not practice on Thursday. Deontay Johnson did not practice with that hamstring. Luke Musgrave with the ankle did not practice. A couple of limiteds. Brock Purdy is still in concussion protocol. So while, yes, it was a limited practice, he has to clear concussion protocol to be able to start. Raheem Mostert. Aaron Jones, T.J. Hawkinson, and maybe the most notable one here, guys, is that Tyreek Hill, with that hip injury, said he's going to play in week eight against the Patriots. So Tua said we could see him somewhere down the line. Well, down the line happens to be three days later. Miami team doctors, you drink free for using that Russell Wilson miracle <laughs> water on Tyreek Hill's hip. <laughs> yeah, either, either that or they, Mr. Miyagi.
0: Mm. <laughs>
3: You know, that's, like that's right. That's, and what, he did. that's so what he did. Like, that's
0: <laughs> yeah, a great Miyagi impression. Yeah. Oh, well, have you
3: you've seen Karate Kid, have, right? You get you Yes, get so you so get I the got the reference. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: right. We're all Cobra Kai fans <laughs> around here, right? Oh, no, I we don't see- like Cobra Kai. You don't like Cobra Kai? Aren't we anti-Cobra Co- uh, Kai the bad guys? Or oh, no, no, no. I thought you meant the, the, the Netflix, Netflix series. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm no, that's about, fantastic. Yeah, the, I'm talking about the guy who sweeps the leg of Daniel. Yes, 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 yeah. Yes, yes,
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Daniel I don't Rousse, like the sweepers. Uh, no, I mean, um, uh, not Daniel. so <laughs> <Rousseau. laughs> Daniel is <No. Rousseau's laughs> the, the hero. It's, um. Uh, why am I blinking on the... Uh, you know, the blonde uh, kids. Yeah, the blonde, no.
1: I
0: don't,
3: uh, don't I don't know his name. He's the star of Cobra Kai. And I've watched every episode of that show. Why am I blanking on the on the name of uh, of uh, it's it's the blonde kid? Because you're an
0: SFC. you're a stupid. Can't see cars. You can't see people's
3: names. So someone will get in my ear and tell me. Um, <laughs> no, they won't,
0: because I don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally yeah, it's just going to be inevitably uh, never coming. Yeah. All right.
1: Um, so back to Tyreek actually playing this week. No, not Ralph yes. Macchio. Like
3: Stevens <laughs> in my ear. Uh, now I'm going to pause the damn show and figure this out. Back to that, us.
1: Back to us. Yeah. yeah no.
0: All right. I'll talk to you about football, Connor. Yes. Uh, yeah. Notably,
1: you? injury report. It sounds like yeah. the Dolphins are going Johnny Lawrence. be okay. Guys, name is uh, Johnny, yes, Lawrence. <laughs> Come on. <It's> Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> of Johnny course. Lawrence.
0: Johnny Lawrence.
3: I love a yeah. guy. Everyone's screaming at the screen like they're <laughs> screaming at me. Like it's Johnny Lawrence, you moron! It's Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. Johnny Lawrence is the bad guy. What what Johnny Lawrence is, is the what star. Happened to his career?
0: What? what? What happened to his career? He's
3: in Cobra Kai. It, oh, it's a back. show on Netflix that has like five seasons. Okay. I think there's another one coming back. It's a huge hit. That's all about like all the the world of Karate Kid. 30 years later or whatever and yes it is Daniel LaRusso played by Ralph Macchio and then it's uh, it's Johnny Lawrence played by the guy that plays Johnny Lawrence <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right exactly played uh, you know
0: Elizabeth Shue is in the original Karate Kid? I missed that
2: She's I, the didn't love think, interest. Yeah, I forgot that it was She's her She's the love yeah, interest yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. They, He takes her to the park yeah. yeah Remember he has to borrow Mr. Miyagi's car and he takes her to the park and Elizabeth Shue does have a cameo in Cobra Kai I think yeah. it's season 3 just, performance or in just, Leaving Lost Vegas anyway, is whatever. a lot you great
0: know performances yeah, the crime. That was pretty good. That was better uh, than the hand So anyway, Tua has had his uh, <laughs> medical license revoked by uh, the Florida practitioners after Tyreek Hill yeah. returning somewhere down the line literally uh, the next day. So that is good news anyway.
3: So, yes, great news on, on on Tyreek and Mostert both returning as well. The ones that are concerning to me, the biggest ones that are concerning to me is three. Uh, the fact that they didn't play is Tyler Lockett, Kenneth Walker. Could this be Zach Charbonnet's game as well? And then Deontay Johnson – of the Steelers like we finally got him back and now he's hurt again. and it's gone and now he's hurt again so that's we'll see about that uh as well
1: last thing is there's New York quarterback news we did get some breaking news as we sat down to do the show today um Tyra Taylor will start against the Jets for the Giants which is, I saw the very positive response from Giants <laughs> fans that's a whole nother topic but Daniel Jones while he's been limited in practice he has not been cleared for contact and what was more interesting was Brian Dable not being definitive on if Daniel Jones will definitely return this year. So this is from Pat Leonard. He's covered the Giants for a while. He said, so this is interesting. Brian Dable cannot answer in the affirmative if Daniel Jones will be able to play again this season. This is different than how he had answered that question in previous weeks. Hashtag Giants. <laughs> Hashtag Giants. <laughs> Got to get it in there. Yeah, no, that's- I-, I mean – Obviously, neck injuries and not Daniel Jones' first neck injury. No, very serious. Very serious. And this is a change in tone. I don't know if that has to do with the team having more success with Tyrod or if this is worse than they thought for Daniel Jones. There's a lot going on here, and quite yeah. frankly, we don't know what the future holds for Daniel Jones this season.
3: Uh, a lot to unpack here. Connor, you're in the prediction business. Who do, we, who, do we, who do we see first this season, Daniel Jones or Aaron Rodgers? Wow. Among New York I, I still
1: lean Daniel Jones. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is trying to test modern science, but – and the Jets need to make the playoffs, which is not a gimme right now. Yeah, but – But
3: – you are an SNY. You do the pre- and post-game yeah. of the Jets shows. I'll still show. say Some, I'll still Somebody say is going to cut this
1: and clip this and, s- and tag Aaron Rodgers in it. I'll still say Dan- Yeah, great. <laughs> this is a challenge. <laughs> okay. uh, Daniel Jones. Absolutely, Daniel Jones. There's no shot Aaron Rodgers can make it back before uh, Daniel Jones. I don't believe it at all. <laughs> yeah, To be fair, no one's Hear ever, that, ever injected
0: ayahuasca into their Achilles to repair the tendons. Yes. So you never know with uh, Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, I just think, look, Daniel Jones could be back in a week. He could be out for the season. I think there's any certainty. It's just a Yeah, Is game.
3: Brian Dayball using the Miami the tua time? Yeah. Yeah. Right. um, Anyway, we don't mean to joke about Daniel Jones's injury. That is serious. Uh, We feel bad for him. Get better soon. Daniel hope rooting for that. The positives here as it relates to our world of fantasy football is that the Giants have been better. Under Tyrod Taylor, whether it's whether it's because the the schedule has gotten easier, because of his veteran leadership, because things are clicking, I don't know. But over the past two games, you see it there on your screen. They beat my Commanders. They 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 should have beaten Buffalo, honestly. A um, little bit of a boneheaded play by Tyrod Taylor at the end of the first half that could have made that a different outcome for the New York Football Giants. And it's not like they lit up the Commanders. They only put up 14 points. The defense is playing better. It's honestly the real turnaround Story. for the Giants. Yeah is the turnaround but the fact of the matter is is i think for our purposes it feels like if nothing else tyrod taylor seems to have unlocked darren waller yeah i mean you know waller's you know after a slow start to the season waller's had a really nice uh, couple of games here for the giants as well we've started to see some wandell robinson jalen hyatt who you and i both like as right. well start to come on so i think fantasy wise Tyrod Taylor is somebody that we think has some fantasy value, obviously, because of both the legs and the arm. Last two weeks he's averaging sixteen fantasy points per game. So, you know, listen, if you if you're out Brock Purdy this week and you need a guy, like again, it's not you don't love the matchup against the Jets, yeah. but
1: Sauce uh, and DJ Reed will play. Yeah, that, yeah. That's official as of today.
0: Yeah. I think the big but, thing is for for Jalen Hyatt, who quietly has played ninety seven snaps the past two weeks. He played twenty nine the first two yeah. weeks. They're trending towards more of a youth movement, I think. And Tyrod like, we talked about this. People think Tyrod's like dink and dunk because of his no. performance at Buffalo. No, Tyrod likes to chuck it up. And Jalen Hyatt runs more deep routes than anyone else on the Giants. So I think that he's a guy, you know, in deeper leagues who is of interest the rest of the season.
3: Yeah. And, and by the way, if you have Daniel Jones in a league, which I do in two, like, go grab Tyrod if there's no one of it. If you're in a super flex league, the two leagues where I have Daniel Jones, it's super flex leagues. And so I went on and grabbed Tyrod Taylor. By the way, last thing before we go to break, William Zabka. Is who plays Johnny Lawrence? William Zabka, Billy Zabka. Come on, Mike. He he was the bad guy. <laughs> he was the bad guy in so many you know movies in the '80s, especially The Karate Kid. And now, if you watch Cobra Kai, it's kind of a redemption story uh, for the character of Johnny Lawrence. And even
1: one more bit of news. We're not going to break. Are you F sure? <laughs> I'm positive. We have one more piece of injury news, and then Denny. You tried to axe the Denny segment. Yeah. I'm just well. Look, here's the thing. <laughs> you tried to axe Kyla
0: Murray and Denny yes. Carter. Yeah, and no one's ever done that double. And <laughs> I said,
3: I said the F word on air. I'm, I'm yeah. amazed. Today's, Honestly, we've been. They're showing like uh, you know just a gray screen. There's We're just talking to ourselves.
1: We're not even on. We're not even right on now. air, right? Yeah. Exactly. We're ourselves. No, yeah, they're
3: they're running a best of the Happy Hour. This is what they're doing. They're running some best of or something. Yeah. All right. Last bit of injury. News. I thought for sure we were going to a break. Kyler no. I feel like we've been talking no. for a Two thousand years. Kyler
1: Murray <laughs> <laughs> Stephen got my ear and was like, We're not going to break. <laughs> You're not going to break. <laughs> Kyler Murray was removed from the Cardinals week eight injury report against the Ravens. This does not mean he's starting, by the way. They have not announced that he's starting, but he's no longer on the injury report. Can I ask a question here?
0: All right, I'm going to ask a question. Sure. Go ahead, Matthew. It's Why, your show. Yeah, yes, it's, it's your exactly, show. I right. could not be on one, it's, it's, <laughs>
1: my,
3: it's my last show. Let, <laughs> let me have my last show here, exactly. And, like, it I, I just want to say this. I think the show will be in good hands. The two of you <laughs> yeah. and Lawrence, when I'm done or whatever it is, come, come visit me, like, at my, uh, <laughs> my nursing home or wherever they put me. All right. Here's what I'm going to say. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you made me lose my train of thought. No, here's what I was going to say. Kyler Murray is available in more than 50% of leagues. Mm. I, uh, I tweeted this last yesterday. I haven't looked at it this morning. But when I tweeted it yesterday, he was available in, like, over 60% of Yahoo leagues, over 70% of ESPN leagues. Like, what am I missing? <laughs> Kyler, Murray, Kyler Murray, in the 10 healthy games he had last year, averaged 20 fantasy points per game. He's averaged at least 20 fantasy points per game. Every season he's been in the NFL. We've seen Josh Dobbs have success in Arizona with this offense, with Hollywood Brown, with Michael Wilson, with the tight ends, you know, in a so-so running game and a bad defense. If Kyler Murray's out there, and again, last week they started the 21-day window for him to return. So they're going to put him on the active roster. Like, I don't see him sitting there holding a clipboard for Josh Dobbs. They wouldn't have yeah. – he wouldn't be out of practice. He wouldn't be um, – off the IR list if they didn't want to play him, right? Why use the roster spot if he's not going to be out there playing? So, the fact that he's got no injury designation whatsoever, again, it's probably still Josh Dobbs this Sunday, but, like, next week, I think it's Kyler Murray, and I don't know why anyone wouldn't pick him up, even if you've got Josh Allen, even if you've got Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, pick him up because then he's a usable asset that you could either trade him after he comes back and has a good game or two, or... Trade your superstar because I I think Kyler Murray is going to be a top ten fantasy quarterback.
0: Yeah, I was going to say like the rest of the as soon as he starts playing, he projects as like QB seven the right. rest of the way. He was QB four on a points per game basis in 2021. He wasn't that far off that when he take out the injury last season. Like he's a monster and he has weapons and he uses his legs. I don't I don't really understand the
1: dude. Yeah, that. and I'm curious to see what it does for Michael Wilson in that offense too. I mean, there, there's a lot trending upwards for Arizona's offense in fantasy when he comes back.
3: A, a thousand percent, and they'll get James Conner back in two weeks yeah, as exactly. well. We think you know, so. I Again, I was just shocked when I looked up the roster percentage uh, of Kyler Murray in a bunch of leagues. He's gone in every league that I have. I either have him in a league or he's rostered by somebody else in a bunch of leagues. He was drafted in most of the leagues I have, but... I think there clearly there are leagues where he either wasn't drafted or he was dropped for people that needed roster space, especially maybe out of Biomageddon, not thinking he was coming back. I don't know. But, like, pause this. See if he's available in your league. Go get him if he is.
1: And with that, let's get into our Friday staple as we welcome on Are we going to a break? No, no break. No break. Are you sure? I'm positive. Denny Carter is on standby. There he is, repping Uh, Roto World with the shirt today. (laughs) Denny Carter joins us to go over the regression files. Players who are overproducing or underproducing based on their workload, playing time, and opportunity – Denny, always great to have you on, despite what Matthew might say. Yeah. Hey uh, Denny.
5: Listen, I was I was among the people screaming Johnny Lawrence. Thank that's you. <laughs> while you guys of are struggling. Hey Denny we, I, actually, we need I, you to... I think Steven heard me and, and re- relayed it. No, no, Stephen had no <laughs> idea. 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 <laughs> so that's why we had <laughs> to look it up. No Stephen goes,
3: Ralph yeah. Macchio? Like <laughs> Stephen like no no no, but like it was awful. Uh, producer Steven, but uh, thank you, Denny. Like I just, I just had a brain fart where I just couldn't remember the name Johnny Lawrence for some reason. But who's your favorite character in the Karate Kid uh, universe? Forget <laughs> the set right. no, Who's my,
5: my favorite? Uh, I, I guess you're going to go with the protagonist, right, with Daniel. Uh, but but yeah. by the way, your your '80s cultural card has been revoked temporarily, Matthew, for not knowing Johnny Lawrence off the top of your head.
3: That's tough. That's, that's it's a tough. Yeah, scene. it's <laughs> tough. It's tu- it's but it's t- it's, I'm, I'm it is fair. I'm tough but fair. It's no. you know what you are, Denny, and like let's be honest. Um, uh, if, if, if what people remember out of this show is that uh, I forgot the name Johnny Lawrence for a minute, and they don't remember the fact that you know uh, I took the over on Mike Evans uh, receiving prop from last night, then that's a good thing. Then that's a positive. Then then it I've uh, I've yeah. I've accomplished my You're job here. Overshadowing the
1: f bomb that could have gotten. Or the f bomb. I mean I don't that's know true. if you saw, but
3: I yeah I yeah. I, 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 I did see that. <laughs> I pulled a Chris Sims and just, you know, I am like, you know, whatever. Sims curses all the time. Like, they can't get rid I played of I play quarterback in the NFL, yeah, too. Yeah. Right. Let's go. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm NFL royalty, right? Like, you know, my dad's a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Oh, wait. No, none of that's true. Um, all right. Well, listen, I had a good run, Denny. Uh, I hope you yes, take you good did. care of the show um, with, uh, with Lawrence, Connor, and Jay here.
1: So, all right. Uh, all, all right, right, Denny. How about, a, how about <laughs> a negative regression pick to kick things yeah. off here for the week?
5: All right, look, uh, Tua was my cover guy on the Regression Files this week. And it's not because he's not going to be fantasy relevant going forward, but I just wanted to point out to folks that Tua has been running super hot, especially where it counts the most inside the 10 yard line. Uh, He's tied with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes for the most inside the 10 pass attempts this year. Uh, More than half of his touchdowns have come in in the green zone inside the 10. And here's the thing though, guys, The Dolphins offense is not particularly pass heavy in the red zone. In fact, uh, they're in the bottom half of the league. They're around like where the Texans and Falcons are, the Seahawks, like they're they're really establishing the run in the red zone more often than not. So I don't know if Tua can keep up this pace where he's just getting these easy touchdowns. I'm not saying again, he's going to be relevant. I just think you have to kind of adjust your expectations going forward
1: all right well let's flip on the other side then and how about one that goes in a little bit more of a positive light
5: yeah uh, well this is tough to say after Derek Carr dropped back 59 times and scored like 16 fantasy points last week against the Jaguars uh I'm still tilting over that one uh but you know the the Saints offense have has shown that they are willing to drop back and pass it when they have to the fact that the entire plane is made out of uh, Alvin Kamara dump offs is uh, another thing entirely but Carr should have uh, regression on his side in the coming weeks, especially against the Colts, uh, kind of soft secondary here. Carr has only thrown a touchdown at 2.4% of his throws this year. That's well below his career rate of 4.5%. So I think we should see the touchdowns coming. Uh, Hopefully that's good for Chris Olave. Hopefully it's good for Michael Thomas. I, I see better things coming for Derek Carr.
1: Barry, who'd you go with on Denny's uh, regression files this week?
5: Yeah, well, I'll stay in New
3: Orleans with Taysom Hill, uh, which is, so yeah, again, negative regression here. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that I know he's been a quote-unquote usable tight end, even though he doesn't really play tight end. But the Mm. fact of the matter is, his weeks four through seven, he's gotten 15 targets. He has the 107 receiving yards. But part of the issue is, so, no, no Jamal Williams in terms of – so, I think with Jamal Williams back, maybe he takes some of those goal line carries that we've been seeing Taysom Hill get. And also, more importantly, Jawan Johnson. So, Jawan Johnson's been out since week four, right? He returned to practice this week in a limited fashion. We expect him hopefully active on Sunday. Prior to his injury, Jawan Johnson had a 70% route participation. So, if you think about weeks one through three when Jawan Johnson was active, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill was running under eight routes per game. Had just four total targets, eight receiving yards. Like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. It's tight end. We're all desperate. We're all desperate. But uh, I am, Taysom Hill remains like a just a tight end or bust. And he just doesn't have as nearly good a chance to score a touchdown or be as fantasy relevant with Jawan Johnson and Jamal Williams back, in my opinion. I agree with your call uh, on the list, Danny.
5: Yeah, look, uh, Taysom Hill for two weeks had two things going for him. He actually was used as somewhat of a traditional tight end. He wasn't running a ton of routes, but about 50 60%, depending on the week. He saw 13 targets over the past two games, and he was also getting those uh, goal-line touches. And we saw him score a goal-line touchdown against Jacksonville last week. So you combine those two things, if he had that role locked in for the rest of the season, honestly, guys, i would rank him above everybody but like the elites like the the the, the uh kelsey's the hawkinson's uh the andrews right uh, and that's it but he's gonna lose that he's gonna lose the easy stuff those receptions near the line of scrimmage because juan johnson is coming back not to say juan johnson's a great fantasy option he's not I and mean, he's like deeply desperate kind of situation but that really crushes Taysom's fantasy prospects
1: jay what about somebody on the more positive side here
5: Yeah, Denny, I enjoyed
0: your write-up on uh, Joe Mixon, particularly like the reference to the Overlook Hotel. Uh, Matthew (laughs) has spent much of uh, Segment 1 unhinged like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Uh, Joe Mixon, you expect that he's going to get more touchdowns going forward based on the amount of carries he's getting uh, at the goal line?
5: Yeah, I mean, he still has all of the green zone rushing attempts for Cincinnati. Like nobody else in that backfield is seeing those extremely high value touches. And there's also the fact that with a healthy Joe Burrow, the Bengals have shifted back to a very pass heavy uh, offense. And that has led to more pass routes and more targets for Joe Mixon. So I think you combine kind of that, you know, four or five receptions per game maybe as the main pass catching running back out of the backfield plus the goal line work. Hopefully Joe Mixon can one day score a touchdown. We're hoping for it I this mean, week.
3: That's the concern, right? Because I agree with you in terms of all the signs point to he's just getting so much massive usage that it has to turn in his favor. The problem that's working against him is he's just not good. So that's <laughs> like there's just, you know, and there's a right, you know, like they keep giving him chances at the one yard line. He can't, can't do convert. it. They he can't do convert. It. Um, he made my hate list this week, honestly, Denny, just to be honest. Now, listen, I haven't running back 17, so I still am as a starter, even in a 10 team league. So I think you and I are on board. And I agree with you. Positive regression is coming. It just has to, given his usage and the skill of that offense. I'm just, I'm not 100% convinced it happens this weekend against San Francisco. Niners okay. allow the fifth fewest rushing yards per game to running backs. After last week, I feel like the defense is like, hey, Minnesota, like, we've lost two in a row we might be without our starting quarterback we might be without our left tackle we're definitely without debo samuel hey defense this is us we've got to we've got to you know gut it up here and you know we've got to carry this one for the home team so yeah. uh that's my only my only concern there
5: yeah the ma- matchup stinks no doubt about that uh but uh, we we might get joe mixon tripping over his own feet falling into the end zone once and we can we'll we'll take that
3: the positives here to your point is they're off the bye. They've had two weeks to sort of fix this offense. We expect a fully healthy T. Higgins. We expect a fully healthy Joe Burrow out of the break. And again, they've had two weeks to prepare specifically for the 49ers. So hopefully, you know, they've got, they know that they need a balanced offense to get things going. So uh, I appreciate that. One other thing for you, uh, Denny, just one last question for you. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Have you noticed, because I know you are a stalwart of the fantasy industry, right? And uh, you are somebody that has been in the industry for a long, long time. As have uh, I. And so you, you look around and so many people coming into the industry and they're like, you know, hey, I'm 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 doctor this. I'm the fantasy wizard. I'm the fantasy <laughs> grandmaster. I'm, I'm the fantasy, you know, fixer. I'm the accountant. The in- like they, everyone's coming up with a different thing. A uh, right. But you know yeah. what I've noticed? Literally no one out there. And this has been inspired by our Karate Kid Conversation Day. No one is the fantasy sensei. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: <laughs> no one's the fantasy sensei. I feel like Sensei Sensei Sensei, sensei. Yeah exactly sensei. There we go. we got that. Like yeah. sensei Yeah like Sensei Kreese Who's also on Yeah So, so yeah. I mean somebody's
5: Somebody's got so, to dress up yeah. uh, In the karate outfit And yeah. be like You know I can do this I can chop wood And I can tell you To not play Joe Mixon This week You know Yeah exactly Somebody
3: And I I just would like to Throw this into the suggestion box Maybe that's Roto Pat Maybe <laughs> Roto Pat Becomes the fantasy sensei I like that we something going to have to, to Look about. into that would you I'll, Just I'll throw it in the suggestion you. box, let it rattle around over there for the Roto-World Football Show. Just fantasy sensei,
1: <laughs> Roto-Pat. I like yes, Kyle as the, like the accountant, by the way, the <laughs> fantasy account. Like doing the, the fantasy fab account? Yeah, the fantasy, A thousand percent. The yeah, fantasy accountant just does fab budgets. Yeah. That's it. Or it could
0: be like the Ben Affleck movie where you're actually like a real badass right
1: <laughs> uh, there's,
3: like, I, I could definitely see kyle having a secret double life there's yes. no question about that
5: um yeah so he has you know, the glasses for it he That's has exactly the glasses right. for That's it. so yeah
3: anyway i'm just yes i like that idea kyle is the fantasy accountant and um you, you know and uh yeah and rotopad is the fantasy sensei
5: listen you're an ideas man Matthew and I appreciate that
1: yeah God bless All right, you can catch Denny (laughs) for his live fantasy football Q&A right after happy hour at 1pm eastern time on the NFL on NBC YouTube channel Denny thanks so much right the first question
3: should be Denny how much do you want to kill Barry (laughs) be honest on a scale of 1 to 10 is it 20 is it 30 we're back after this right (laughs) maybe
5: it's 2
0: Are you struggling to lower your bad LDL cholesterol, even though you may be taking a statin, swapping steaks for salads, and exercising
3: while listening to this podcast? Ask your doctor if Repatha, Evolocumab, is right for you. With Repatha, you can dramatically reduce bad cholesterol and the risk of another heart attack while enjoying life too, because you're human. And with convenient self-administration, you can take Repatha in the comfort of your own home. Do not take Repatha if you're allergic to it. Repatha can cause serious allergic reactions. Signs include trouble breathing or swallowing or swelling of the face. Most common side effects include runny nose, sore throat, common cold symptoms, flu or flu-like symptoms, back pain, high blood sugar and redness, pain or bruising at the injection site. Visit rapatha.com or call
2: 1-844-REPATHA. Talk to your doctor today about rapatha. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.
3: here's what I do know about the Bears and Chargers that'll be on Sunday night on NBC and Peacock you can bet that game Thanks you can job. play fantasy you around that
1: game and you can bet that game so it honestly doesn't matter whether it's a good game or not because it's gonna be interesting you well we stay hyping up the game because DJ Moore is a promo for NBC <laughs> uh, Stephen.
3: do me a yeah. favor cut that send Save that over that to NBC that. I bet you they'll, uh, they'll want to play that
4: quite a bit
1: this Sunday night, Barry's new favorite quarterback and the Bears take on Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Sunday, 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock.
3: Yeah, it starts with football night in America. We're getting you ready for it. We've got bets. We've got fantasy players. Don't pretend you won't watch because we
1: know you will. Go Chargers, go. All right, What's on Tap is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Our matchups with the highest point totals. Nothing is as easy to enjoy as a Sunday full of football and a fridge full of beer. These are the games we're locking in on. Can we
3: get a fridge full of beer for the show? I would like that. Uh, I, I know we've got it the working tap.
1: Well, working is I'm, a loose <laughs> phrase gonna, as I pull them I'm down. I'm going to
3: call Mr. Light. Yeah. I assume that's the guy that runs Bud Light is or Mr. Mr. Light. Mr.
0: Light saw what happened in Northeast Philadelphia <laughs> with the Dollar Raiders, uh,
3: and, he and, uh, uh, and he's out. send you guys a six pack <laughs> yeah. and yeah. split it between
1: each other. Each get two. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. Bud imagine, Lights. Imagine
3: what if you think that's what I'm like on a bunch of Dollar Raiders. Imagine <laughs> if I sucked down a couple of it's Bud going. Lights here. I'm just telling you right now
1: yeah. <laughs> all right we'll kick things off with Sunday Night Football this thriller will have an over under of or has an over under right now 46 and a half we'll see if that moves on Draftkings the Chargers are favored by eight and a half points against our friend at quarterback Teabag Tyson Beje yep. Barry I'll start with this any concern over how Austin Eckler fantasy life investor has looked since returning?
3: You know what? I, I'm Definitely, you don't love the production, obviously. Just 2.6 yards per carry in the two games since returning. And you say, well, hey, Barry, you know what? Chicago, for all their faults, they've actually been pretty good against the run. They're allowing the fourth fewest yards per carry to opposing running backs. However, I'm not worried about Austin Eckler. First off, massive workload, right? 77% of the team's running back touches since returning. Like, again, Josh Kelly with that fluky play last week to get the, the long run. I don't think that's going to happen again. And I think the most important thing here is about how effective Eckler is in the passing game. We know this, right? Okay. He gets a good match with Chicago in that particular sense. Bears allow the most receiving yards to opposing running backs. uh, They're tied for the most receiving touchdowns allowed to opposing running backs. Again, we know Eckler is a part of this passing game. And Josh Palmer, guys, not 100%. He showed up on the injury report. So if Josh Palmer is either limited or out for this game, you would expect Eckler to be even more involved in the passing attack Again, that's an area where you can attack uh, the Chicago Bears. I'm Eckler at running back three, and not just because he's an investor in Fantasy Life and FantasyLife.com.
0: I am a little concerned that he keeps on limping. Uh, That's a problem, but outside of that, the thing with Eckler and this Chargers offense, past two weeks since he's come back, they played the Cowboys and the Chiefs defenses. These are two of the six best defenses in football. The Bears are not one of the six best defenses in football. They have maybe the most exploitable secondary in the NFL, so I think Eckler will get back on track. I think the Chargers offense, just in general, will get back
3: and, on track. And, and the other thing is, is, go back to that Dallas game for a second. Like, first off, he was, like, down at the one-yard line. He had the long long passing yeah. catch, you know, and then there was another one where he was open in the flat. Like, again, Herbert was late, like, to, him. He, yeah. Herbert was late to him, and he got, he got tackled on the one again. Like, he should have had two touchdowns in that game, and I think if he gets either one of those, I think the narrative on Eckler changes a little bit there as was, well.
0: There was also another play in the Dallas game at the goal line where Justin Hope was motioning to Austin Eckler to come in for a carry and then Eckler was like no 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 and they didn't know what the play was so Herbert just took it and just ran forward himself I think that was probably another goal line carry for Eckler that, uh, that went down the drive so yeah he'll be fine
3: All he'll, right. be, he'll be fine just like my Maryland Terrapins I just want to point this out exactly people think I bailed on them I have not I'm a lifelong <laughs> diehard fan of the Terrapins since I guess two months now yeah. whatever but like we're, we're two touchdown uh, favorites against Northwestern we're taking them down
0: yep. <laughs> bold call
3: there we yeah, go there we go call. go Terps
1: Patriots Dolphins Patriots traveling to Miami who is favored by nine and a half points in this game over New England Despite the Patriots beating the Bills upsetting the Bills last week the over-under in this game 47 points and you guys know the drill by now any game the Dolphins are in Jay, The point total is going to be extremely high, but I think our pressing question here is more on the New England side. Is Ramondre Stevenson back to being a reliable RB two after a really brutal start to the season?
0: I think so. He's looked a bit more explosive lately. With Mac Jones, I don't think he's fixed off that Bills game. There was a lot of yak in that performance. But I think the big thing from that game is that the Patriots offensive line actually held up. And it's been a massive weakness of the team all season. They were able to keep Jones upright in a way that the Tampa Bay Uh, offensive line wasn't against that Bills pass rush last night so I think that bodes well that Ramondre they don't want to throw the ball 50 times so I think they will be running against the Miami run defense that is vulnerable
3: yeah, and by the way, the same argument that I made for Eckler against the Bears, I also make for Ramondre against the uh, Dolphins in terms of how they are against pass-catching running backs. They allow the seventh-highest catch rate to opposing running backs, and so Stevenson, who's had a 20% target share the last two weeks, will be involved with this. I'm with you, Jay. I don't think we're totally out of the woods yet with Stevenson. Again, like 57% of the team's running back touches is basically what Stevenson's gotten since week three. Zeke continues to get too much work for a manager of Stevenson to be happy with. But I think in this particular game, I think he's viable. I have him as a top-20 play this week. He was on other receiving votes for the love list. Again, because of the passing
1: game usage and the way you can attack Miami. Our final game on the list here, guys. The Chiefs are favored by only seven points against the Broncos. But more importantly, the point total is all the way at 47 right now in this game. And forget the Chiefs for a second, Barry. Which Bronco do you feel best about starting in this game? Yeah, I mean, that's...
3: That's a tough question. But I'll answer it. That's fine. I'm not scared of the tough questions. I'll step into the ring with you, uh, Johnny Lawrence. Look, Javante Williams would be my answer here, right? Like, like 53% snap rate last, uh, last week. He had 18 touches, both of them season highs. Again, coming off that injury, getting more and more work. He's their best option. I know Sean Payton's got a soft spot for Jaleel McLaughlin, his little pet that he found, and he's still going to be involved. But, I mean, Samajai P. Ryan, I, I subtle. Right. Well, I'm just saying he is right. But look, he Javante Williams now has a double-digit target share in four out of six games so far this year since he's returned. Five point four yards per carry. Remember, remember he missed the one game with injury, but since he came back from the that in-season injury, he's averaging over five yards per carry. Looks completely healthy as well. So I think he's. I have him as a borderline top twenty running back. Chiefs have a very good uh, defense, uh, and you know they're top five in terms of fewest fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. But I think just volume gets you there with Javante Williams in a game in which the Broncos are
0: going to want to slow this down against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, well, the good news is they played this game two weeks ago, and everyone was terrible uh, uh, for the Broncos. Nowhere to go but up. Yeah, nowhere to go but up except for Cortland Sutton, who was okay. It was 446 and a touchdown. He played well. I think of all the pass catches, you still want Cortland Sutton over Jerry Judy. You're not excited about any of the Bronco tight ends. And I agree. Like, the line is seven. Like, that's smaller than yeah. you would expect because I think the Broncos are trending more towards competence. And as they start that crawl towards competence, they should be able to run the ball a bit more. And I know that the Chiefs have been excellent against running backs. That's largely because the Chiefs are just the Chiefs and they're always leading games. The Chiefs can be run on in a way that's easier than passing on them, just in terms of an efficiency perspective. So I think the Broncos will be able to run the ball a little bit.
3: I mean, I have Cortland Sutton outside my top 30, Jerry Judy outside my top four. Russell Wilson's QB 15 after the Thursday night game. I just, you know, I, ideally you're avoiding that side of the ball in this game, but I do think Javante Williams is usable on Sunday.
1: That'll do it for what's on tap, presented by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. We're taking one more break, but when we're back, it's last call. Jay and I got pickup lines for Barry. Oh, this is this might be
3: my favorite segment of the you week. I love this one.
1: I get I get to make them really uncomfortable it's kind of the
2: the point of it buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices higher interest rates and who knows how many years of monthly payments but at gear wrench we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for so check out mega mod master sets the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro quality tools organized storage solutions an easy to use lifetime warranty and much much more all for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now only at GearWrench.com.
1: DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. All right, it's time for pickup lines. That's right. Who's taking me home tonight? (laughs) What a victory. (laughs) (laughs) What a prize. Uh, Go ahead, Jay. You can kick us off here as we look at the matchups with the highest spreads courtesy of our friends at DraftKings.
0: I'm excited about this one, Matthew. This is my favorite one in a while. Okay. Travis Etienne mm. over 62 and a half rushing yards. Travis Etienne leads the NFL in rushing attempts. He's number one, there's no one in front of him. Right. He is averaging 72 rushing yards per game. So he's leading the league in rushing attempts, but he's only averaging four yards per carry. I think that's unders. I think he's better than that and will go beyond that going forward. Now he's a two and a half point favorite at the Pittsburgh Steelers who have a bottom five rushing defense. How is the number 62 and a half? Right. This should be 10 yards higher at minimum. I think it's completely wrong. I like the alternate overs as well, but the bread and butter, the pickup line, Travis Etienne goes over 62 and a half. All
1: right, I like it. I like, I it, like it a lot. Running back theme today for yes, pickup sir. lines. Okay. So this is the Got first it. time on pickup lines I'm going with a plus money bet. So a little wow. risky right. here. Right. Sure. Sure. Brees right. Hall, yeah, Hall, Brees Hall anytime touchdown, plus uh-huh. 130. The Giants have allowed 10 rushing touchdowns this season. The Giants' run defense has given up the most explosive runs in the NFL with 26, a run of 10 or more yards. 26 explosive runs they have allowed. Brees Hall, one of the kings of the explosive run play. I love Brees to score this week. I actually really like both those bets. I
3: mean, my commanders couldn't get anything going against the Giants last week, and Brian Robbins still was able to get into the end zone here. But I I think just – Touchdowns can be so fluky, sure. That's why it's you know. Plus money. Right? Could they? Right? Exactly. That's why it's plus money. So I'm going with Jay's bed. I'm going home with Jay. Congrats. You and I are coming home tonight. You <laughs> guys, Friday. We're, we're yeah. going to Netflix and chill. <laughs> yeah. We're going to cuddle on the on the uh, bed. We're going to watch some Cobra Kai. Yeah. Everyone yeah,
0: we'll invite Travis over as well. Yeah. Get involved? Is he's going to get our bed hump?
3: Yeah. Exactly. Maybe peacock. You know what? We should. We need to make peacock and chill a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Screw Netflix and chill. Netflix yeah. and chill. No, like you, you watch all, all that stuff. Yeah. Let's 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 let's, let's peacock and chill. Let's watch the new Chucky show or something there like that. Can you imagine yeah.
0: me, you, Travis Etienne, just sitting down watching having margaritas, Chucky. watching Chucky? That would I can't be imagine anything easier. better. Dollar dreams, <laughs> yeah. So hey, and
3: Bud Lights. Yeah. But just as long as we keep talking up Cobra Kai for a second, will you do me a favor, Stephen? Will you bring up the photo here of uh, that I that I sent you here? So this is, is this is a photo. Of, this is Tanner Buchanan. So Tanner Buchanan <laughs> plays expecting. Robbie Keane. He plays Robbie Keane. He is uh, Johnny Lawrence's estranged son on the show uh, Cobra Kai develops a close relationship with Daniel Larusso as well and I feel like he looks like somebody on our set he's a dead ringer look at that I mean look at that (laughs) how are you like you are Robbie Keane? I'll take it look at that yeah I mean right Jay
0: that's not bad that's a solid (laughs) comparison I I mean I'm just I need to tilt my head now the other way
3: yeah Something like that. Exactly. And you need to learn
1: karate because he's a really badass karate Connor, guy. Connor
0: benches more, though. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, I need
1: to lose a little bit uh, of weight and then karate for sure. <laughs> a but anyway,
3: karate. but on the show, he, he's he's a misunderstood youth. He's very uh, booty. Like much like Connor. Very like yeah, Connor. I, I mean, it really say. is. Uh, you it's might all making have making sense now. Yeah. You That's might have good. A, a. Right. Yeah. It's just—it's a whole journey that goes on <laughs> with Robbie
0: Keane. Name, uh, is that uh, the character's name is Robbie Keane.
3: The character's name is Robbie Keane. Yeah, he falls under very this, He falls under. He used to play
0: for Leeds United. Interesting yeah. character arc for uh, Robbie Keane. I like <laughs>
3: yeah, <it. laughs> exactly. Well, he—he—he he, he, he falls under the spell of the evil sensei, and you know, there's uh, a whole arc that goes on. Parallels to Connor falling under I'm the evil saying. sensei spell. Of it's all Barrett. making sense yeah. now. I mean, I'm just. I'm just saying. We're still here. Yeah, I may not be. Hey, um, by the way, last thing here, just to finish up with some actual news. (laughs) Jerome Ford returned to practice. Like, we thought he was going to be out there a couple of ways. Like, he's now listed as questionable. So there's a chance that Jerome Ford uh, plays on Sunday for the Cleveland Browns against Seattle. Not a great matchup. They're a top-10 run defense, but still – You'd prefer Jerome Ford out there rather than not,
1: especially with P.J. Walker under center for the Browns. They're going to need to find a way to move the ball against Seattle. These guys will be back for fantasy football pregame, 11 a.m. Eastern time, of course, on Peacock and YouTube. That and is the NFL on NBC
3: YouTube channel. Yes. Jay definitely will be. Yes.
1: Uh, and Michael Smith. <laughs>
3: we'll see about me. HR might be waiting for me. But it's closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here for Jay and Connor. And for the entire cast of Cobra Kai, I'm merely Matthew Barry. <laughs> and Denny Carter, peace out.